0: What's up everybody, welcome to a new episode of This Week I Learn, presented by Ross Mortgage on the Money Matters Radio Network. I'm your host, Greg Arnold. We're going to be joined this week by Eddie Ahern from La Realty, but before that, a quick word from our sponsor, Ross Mortgage. Ross Mortgage is your local lender. Proud to be Central Massachusetts local lender and lending over the entirety of New England and the state of Florida, Ross Mortgage with Ross with Confidence. Let's get right into our interview with Eddie here, and we will catch back up with you at the end of the episode. Enjoy. All right. Joining us now is Eddie Ahern from LaMakia Realty. Eddie, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. So Eddie's a realtor in the northern, I guess, north of Worcester region. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Northern Worcester County. Yeah. Awesome. So you've been in the real estate game for a, for a fairly long time, but before real estate, uh, your background was in... I guess, collegiately, at least in uh, journalism and psychology. So just talk a little bit about if any, either of those have, you know, come into play and sort of
1: if you've used any of that stuff to sort of help you succeed as an agent. Yeah. um, Obviously psychology, uh, definitely when you're, when you're dealing with sales, you know, you're obviously, uh, you know, dealing with buyers and sellers trying to get into their mindset, what they're thinking. So psychology definitely has helped me in real estate um, just you know, with, with the sales aspect, dealing with buyers and sellers, trying to figure out, trying to keep them on an even keel, <laughs> you know, and I was talking, I was actually just talking to Eric about, you know, how you have to deal with people after the sale, you know what I mean? And they, they still want to call you when you, I feel like a psychiatrist or a psychologist <laughs> a lot of times dealing with people because, you know, there's a lot of problems and a lot of stresses deal- when you, um, when you deal with buying and selling a home. Yeah. So you have to be a psychologist. Uh, a lot of times, so to have a background in it is definitely a, a positive thing. So yeah, I have definitely used psychology journalism, not so much. I mean, maybe writing some blurbs and you know writing the listings on the MLS uh, yeah. listings and stuff has helped, but psychology definitely a major role in in, in helping me in real estate. Yeah,
0: yeah, no, makes sense. I, I something I never would have even really thought about is like how after the clo- closing, if you will, probably on both ends, both buying and selling, you probably have people who just have a million questions about it. like, hey, what about this? What about that? And it's it's something that probably isn't technically in a real estate agent's like job description necessarily to be you know that sort of a handholder after the ways but obviously having that background definitely uh helps out for sure so when you aren't helping your clients too another thing that i think is really interesting you, you've done some djing in the past or, yeah. or maybe still do but how did you get into that
1: um all, i've always wanted to be a dj uh, since <laughs> i was a kid i mean i think when i was a kid my parents would have uh They'd have parties every Saturday night. Family would come over, and I would always be the DJ. I would play the music, put the cassettes in. That's how old I am. I <laughs> cassettes, the CDs, whatever. I would run the show, and you know, just knowing that you're running the party is, you know, it was a great feeling. And then I would, you know, go to weddings, and I would see the DJs who had command of hundreds of people, yeah. you know, through the music. And um, yeah, it was always, um, always something I wanted to do. So I, when I got divorced about ten years ago. And started going out to bars and, uh, you know, trying to meet people and and, and that sort of thing. And ended up uh, at a local bar that was doing a karaoke contest. And I ended up joining the karaoke contest and (laughs) getting to know the DJ, getting to know the bar owner, and became friends with both of them. The the DJ ended up training me as his backup. Um, And when he left, the bar owner asked me to take over. And then, yeah, I started DJing for him. And... uh, you know, then I, I I joined up with a with a DJ company and started DJing all over Worcester County, um, everywhere from you know Clinton, Worcester, Leominster, Fitchburg area. Yeah. And uh, I started to say to myself, you know, why am I working for somebody else here? I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna stop buying my own equipment and uh, keeping 100 percent of the profits for myself. So yeah. I ended up uh, about I'd say about nine years ago, I formed my own DJ company, and you know, I've done uh, corporate events, weddings, i dj DJed for. Uh, WXLO, WAAF, done a couple of big festivals. A whole
0: whole yeah. nine yards. Yeah. pretty cool. Pretty interesting too. I feel like the the DJing, this is gonna be a, a stretch of a comparison, but the sort of you talk about like being in control of the room is is fairly similar. At least nowadays, like I'll go to open houses and whatnot, and there's a million people there and sort of being able to connect with, you know, large maybe not large, but a group of people sort of moving through and sort of all that stuff, it, that charisma that sort of comes from both things probably does play play or tie in together. Uh, but you've also done some work, right, with uh, local charities and stuff
1: when DJing for stuff like that. I know that's important yeah, to you. Absolutely, yeah. Very important. That's, um, you know, anytime you can give back. For me, I love working with kids. Yeah. You know, I, I actually probably about. I'm dating myself here, but <laughs> 25 years ago, I started off, I was, um, <clears throat> teach, I used to teach kids martial arts. So oh, awesome. that was my uh, first experience with, and I was only about, you know, you know, early twenties or whatever. Yeah. And, um, I, uh, yeah, I really loved doing that. And, um, then the school closed and I, I didn't want to get into teaching because, you know, I was a little bit older and there was <laughs> no money in teaching. So <laughs> I, uh, but I wanted to work with kids. And, uh, when I got into the DJing thing, I got hooked up with a couple of local charities through mutual friends and, um, I worked with Diamond is the Sky, which is a charity that um, deals with autistic kids, and did some fundraisers for them. Yeah, DJed for them, and uh, through through the the CEO of that company, I, I end up getting involved with Mask Down Syndrome College and um, Seven Hills, which is a behavioral. Um, you know, they're located in Fitchburg, and they, yeah, um,
0: they they're all get, over Worcester, I think. Yeah, you know, Worcester, too yeah, Worcester, Worcester County, the, I, I yeah, guess. The yeah, yeah,
1: one is in Fitchburg that I work with, and they you know they work with. You know, learning disabilities behavioral issues on adults and kids but i would do um i would do open mic nights for them and uh, we did one a month uh, pre-covid yeah um, we back d- in we the good days it, yeah during COVID, <laughs> was kind of odd but um yeah open mic nights and the kids would do karaoke they would do jokes uh tell jokes do poetry and stuff and i always tell this story um there was a there was a, a one one girl she was about seven or eight years old and her her parents and her teachers came up and they um and they said she wants to sing a song so okay you know give her the microphone call her up and she sits there and she's she's kind of just swaying back and forth to the music and not saying anything and then all of a sudden she starts she starts like making some n- noises like grunting and humming yeah. and the song ends and you know yeah. uh, give it up for her i can't remember her name <laughs> yeah and everyone starts clapping i noticed like the people the, the adults there are getting all emotional and everything and i called up stephanie who i worked with um who worked at seven hills and she came on up and um I was like, you know, what's going on? Why is everybody getting all emotional? And everything? She said, "Well, that girl is eight years old and has been mute her whole life and has never made a sound. Like her parents had never heard a sound come out of That's her mouth until that moment when the music just moved her. Yeah, and she just like started humming along to the music, and it was like, I mean, goosebumps. Yeah, and everything. tears yeah, everywhere, waterworks like, going on. And it was just, you know, a noise, but they had never heard a noise. Yeah, yeah. before so." stuff like that you know makes it worthwhile to to do stuff and make a difference like in people's lives like that yeah so yeah I mean giving back donating charity work is is what I've always been about so yeah no
0: that's I mean that's an
1: it's an amazing
0: amazing story for sure and I, I feel like that's something that especially in I guess this and be it mortgages or or real estate like not necessarily in charity and stuff, but you are making like a difference in, in people's lives, right? So it's like, especially if it's, I know first-time homebuyers especially, like that's a life-changing decision and a life-changing sort of process that they're going through and being able to sort of help them, but also like just sort of prop them up. Like I remember when I bought my first house, like I didn't really, to me, it wasn't like a big deal, but the realtor was like, listen, like this is a big moment and all that stuff. So I do think it's it's really important to understand like your role in- what like the process of like what is for a lot of people like one of the biggest financial decisions they'll make in their entire lives and like a real change of like hey like there are a lot of people who like that's the sign of quote unquote making it so i don't know it's 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 a cool thing to be a part of for sure uh so then we got to talk a little bit about uh what is not so great for first-time home buyers, but the market right now is obviously crazy crazy hot uh especially in this area i know when you and i talked a little bit before this we had talked about how um, the market sort of out where you are in, you know, northern Worcester County, Worcester County, whatever you want to call it, is maybe beginning to see a, a slowdown of sorts than what it was maybe six, eight months ago. Is that is that what you're seeing out there?
1: Yeah, it's definitely I mean, we had a, a high in, you know, May, June, July, the peak of the market where, you know, it was it was absolutely crazy. You could sell anything things were <laughs> anything for good. anything. Yeah. I don't think I had a, ma- a home on the market more than five days. That's crazy. Um, and a couple of off market deals too, you know, before they even hit the market. So, yeah, yeah, it was, it was absolutely crazy. That was like the crest of the wave. I think we're still on the wave, but we're on the way down. And so I've seen definitely, um, you know, y- you have an open house now. I just had one, um, on Sunday, you know, you might have five or 10 people come where in May, June, July, you were having 40 people come, Yeah. you know, you're getting over asking price, you're getting waived home inspections. Um, you know, we're not seeing as much of that right now. More of, you know, closer to what what the list price is. The sale price is actually coming a little bit closer. We're not yeah, seeing yeah. You know, 50, 60, 80 or hundred grand over asking anymore. So, yeah. but it's still. I mean, it's still a seller's market. I don't want to, you know, have you know, <laughs> they freak out and say, "Well, I lost it. I missed out on it." Well, you might have missed out on the crest, but we're still on the wave. You know, yeah. I mean, so it's still a great time for sellers. Yeah, I mean, I think I look a lot
0: on. Zillow and whatever, you know, resource you want to use but at like the sold home prices and and you're, what you're saying is spot on. Like I feel like in spring early summer type of deal you're seeing 10-15% over asking pretty regularly. Um didn't really matter on the property and now I feel like it's more in that like 3 to 5 range which definitely like you're saying is still good for a seller but at the same time like as a buyer, I know for me like that makes a huge difference. Like I don't want to be in an open house with four, you can't get a great feel for the house, right? Like right. I don't want to be in a house with 40 people. I don't want to be like, okay, well, this is listed for 500. Like I know I need to go to 550, 575, 600, whatever that number may be. Uh, it's it's stressful, especially as a first time homebuyer. But I, I feel like that's where the agent becomes so important where it's right. like, okay, you can sort of walk them through and, and almost going back to what you're saying about psychology, like calm them down and be like, this is where you need to be. Or, hey, I don't think this is a good fit for you. Like because it's going to be out of your price range when it's all said and done. It might be listed in your price range, but when it sells, it, it probably won't end up in those price range. So you do think that, you know, the the as you said, the maybe we're still on the wave but coming down. Do you think that eventually it it well, I guess it has to die off eventually. But where do you think we're at in terms of how long would you say? Obviously, you don't know, but in terms of wait, maybe we get back to things going for asking or even below asking, which
1: I feel like is where it was maybe a couple of years ago. Yeah. That's the, that's the the number one question. I mean, I think whenever anybody ever finds out of a realtor, the first question they ask <laughs> me is when is the market going to crash? Yeah. You know, Cause everyone's waiting for it to crash. Well, I mean, it's the market cyclical. I mean, it's going to every seven years, it usually flips, you know, but, um, you know, there's a couple of things to watch for. I mean, obviously it is, it, we are getting closer to a buyer's market, but we're still in a seller's market. But I always tell my clients whether they're, um, you know, whether they're on the sell side or the buy side, there's things to watch for. You know, watch the interest rates. That's the biggest thing. Yeah. You know, the interest rates drive the market. So if you've got, you know, if you're a buyer out there and you're waiting for the market to crash, you know, you could be waiting a year or two, you know what I mean? Yeah. And the other thing is, you know, that, that $500,000 house that you're waiting to fall to, you know, 420, well, when it falls to 420 in two years, the interest rate could be 6%. We don't know. You know what I mean? So you're actually going to get it at a
0: a better Better price price Yeah, monthly. Yeah.
1: Because money is so cheap to borrow. So I I say don't wait. If you're a buyer, you know, act now. This is the best time. Actually, I think the next two months uh, will probably be the best time to buy a home in the last two years. And that's because we still have, uh, have some inventory that's coming on the market now. Starting to see, you know, inventory increase. October is when we usually see a rise in uh, in inventory, and we've still got um, low, historically low interest rates, and we also have less competition in the fall because you've got a lot of buyers now that were they were strong buyers in the in the uh, in the spring and summer. Kids are back to school now, yeah. so the parents now are ch- changing, you know, their focus from buying a house to okay, kids are back in school, we're going back to the job. Yeah. Uh, so you've got less competition. So low interest rates, less competition, more inventory, best time to buy.
0: Yeah. I think that's so it's funny you mentioned that about the the sort of back to school thing, because it, it's something that you would never really think about it. Like, I guess I never thought about it. Like growing up, it's like, man, you don't see a lot of kids like moving in or out of schools. Like everyone always sees it to come in the summer. You're like, man, that's kind of weird. But then when you think about it as an adult, you're like, yeah, why would you want to you know move? nobody really wants to be like listing their home while their kid is in the middle of like seventh grade or something like that. And it's it's just a a unnecessary hassle. So it does, and no one probably wants to be buying a home either. It goes both ways, but obviously you're with Lamakia. I know Lamakia, we had Denise Kemet on, uh, maybe a couple months ago. And I know it's one of the things that Lamakia does is that Lamakia links program where they sort of match up
1: the, uh, yeah,
0: exactly. (laughs) Match up buyers and sellers. Exactly. Great way to put it. Um, but, I know I actually work with a Lamarckia agent myself. So why would you, I know why I would, but from somebody who does uh, works for them, I guess, why would you recommend that a, a seller uses a Lamaki agent or you specifically?
1: A seller. So, um, I, I think the biggest thing about selling your home is, uh, I always say the more eyes, the bigger the prize. Yep. That's my saying. So you when you sell your home and we just talked about this a little while ago, you know, um, I think it was off air, but, um, you know, people assume that all realtors are the same. Yeah. So let's just go with the cheapest, uh, lowest commission rate. And, and not all realtors are the same. You know, you wouldn't have somebody do your brakes for for five dollars <laughs> on your car, right? Because not all makes a lot are of the sense. same. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you don't want to discount yourself and and and, um, and leave money on the table uh, for sellers. With Lamakia, I mean our first of all, our marketing is second to none. I mean, if you live in Worcester County, you've seen Anthony Lamakiya on TV. You've seen our billboards. We're yeah. on radio. Uh, we have. Yeah, you're s- everywhere. We're everywhere. You know, yeah, everywhere. And that's that's what I like to say when when we market your home, everyone will know it's for sale. Yeah. Okay. Um, and to prove that point, I mean, we're a member of leading real estate uh, re- leading real estate companies of the world, which is a a uh, independent group of independent brokerages. It's the largest in the world. It's very very exclusive, hard to get into, and we're a member of that. So you, your house gets marketed around the world. Like yeah. you literally could have a doctor in Japan who got transferred to UMass um, Worcester, yeah, and is looking and could buy your home. So yeah. we market to everybody, and we have we uh, social media game is on point we have our own marketing department our, nobody is bigger on social media than we are no
0: i think you guys do a great job with the social i that's one of the things i've noticed uh maybe and probably just because i've been looking over the last like six eight months but you no know, you guys do a very lamakia as a whole and i think the agents themselves do a really good job but lamakia's brand on a digital scale is is second to yeah. none especially i don't know i don't know what it's like nationally but i because i only look in this area but in this area there's in terms of name recognition, I'd say you guys are numerous. Yeah. And numero. you just look at our
1: growth. You know what I mean? We we, we opened the Lemaster office uh, just a, a, I think a hair over two years ago. Gotcha. And we are already number one in Lemaster two yeah. years later. So I mean, we're taking over, um, and you know, it's because of it's because of what we do and how we handle our training is is second to none. So Lamaki agents are trained better than anybody else. Um, yeah. And we have our own like the little things. We have our own field agents. So. You know, you hire a little hometown realtor who's going around with their iPad and taking pictures and putting them on MLS. We have our own field agents. They come in Lamakia vans. It's consistent quality because we have the same people uh, yeah. taking the high-def pictures, drawing floor plans. Every single one of our listings have floor plans. They're only used 40% of the time, but they sell more homes. Interactive yeah. floor plans.
0: No, it's so it's yeah. such a good point. All the like, little things that, yeah. You
1: know, you don't get when you, you – that you don't think about, but that contribute to getting the most people – to come look at your home, which leads to more offers, which leads to more money, and that's what it's all about, Yeah. more money in your pocket.
0: I mean, it's such a good point, like your comparison you made at the beginning right about the breaks. It's like you can do the bare minimum, and that would be listing with somebody whatever. Let's just say this example. Yeah, 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 you can can, can sell it yourself. (laughs) And, like, you could put in all this work, and you could ask your, if you're using an agent, to, you know, maybe take better pictures or do all this stuff. But at the end of the day, there's... Immense value, especially right now where things are going for over asking and all of that jazz. Like, there's immense value in having the digital assets that separate you from the competition, whether it be that interactive floor plan. I know for somebody like me who's in the market, when a place has the video walkthrough or those interactive, I think Matterport is like the company that does them, it's the chances of me going to the open house and actually being interested if i've already done that are exponentially higher than some grainy or low res pictures that look like they forgot to turn the lights on and which you see i mean you you're an agent you know i'm sure you look at the other listings like it's way more common than you would ever think so i do agree with a lot of what you're saying and that and that's probably the biggest reason to me why especially the brand thing too i mean lamakia is everywhere we we talk a lot about here at Ross, sort of Lamakia's marketing strategy, I think they've done a couple genius things, especially in the, I, I'm for, towards the Boston region, so to me, they've done an incredible job of sort of branding themselves as first-time home buyer lenders. I don't know if this is on purpose, but their marketing strategy in South Boston or Brighton, Austin, where it's just littered with post-college graduates is genius to me. So, I mean, Lamakia to me is, is without a doubt the top, agency in terms of recognition and all of that stuff in at least this portion of the of the state so on the flip side for a buyer uh we've just talked about why it's great for a seller but i i similar to the Lamakia links thing i know that's really good for buyers but why else would you
1: recommend that uh, a buyer use you or
0: or a lamacchia agent in general
1: uh buyers we so we have uh what's called a buyer advantage program and you know it's similar a lot of brokerages offer something similar but um our buyer advantage program is basically you know if you're you're in the buying market you come meet with an agent like myself and we find out what you're looking for you know criteria get as specific as you want you know i want a three bedroom two bath colonial i want the master bedroom on the first floor get as specific as you want we find your criteria we put it into our advantage program and instead of you having to go on to zillow and realtor.com and you taking the time out of your day to go looking for properties they come to you they come to your inbox with pictures um and descriptions and basically it saves you time and it's just properties that match exactly what you're looking for. And you also get access to bargain properties, you know, state sale properties, foreclosures, recent price reductions. And the best one is you get off market properties, properties before they even hit the market. Okay. So Lamaki has our own uh, market within a market. Yeah. So, you know, we have what's called a pre-list and every single time a Lamaki agent, there's over 400 of us. Every time we sign up a house to sell, that goes into pre-list, and that list gets shot off every day at four o'clock to every single Lamarckia agent. So if I've got a buyer that's looking for, you know, a three bedroom, two bath ranch in Lemonster in the three to 350 range, every day at four o'clock I'm checking that pre-list. And if I see something, I've got all the all the info on the house, I've got the contact info for the who's listing it. They're from Lamarckia, so I probably know them, we're probably friends, we've probably had beers before. And uh, I call them up and I say, hey, I got a buyer for you and there's an uh, an opportunity for me and my buyer to go see that house, put an offer in and buy it before anybody else has a chance to see it.
0: Yeah. And that just goes back to especially for for first-time home buyers, that's such an advantage because it takes so much of the stress out of there. You're walking through it just you and your agent, which obviously you can always set up a showing, but nowadays like you were saying earlier, like houses are going so fast that I know a lot of agents are just doing the open houses. See what you get. Like, here's your, I mean, I guess you could hang out on an open house for the full two hours, but realistically, most people are not doing that. So you just, um, you know, you go in there on your time period and you get to make an offer where you know you don't have somebody coming in no who, yes, who's going to be like just throwing out like, you know, a ridiculous 10, 15% over asking. And, and then it's just, I don't know, it, it, it makes a huge difference uh, for sure. And, and that's something that you talk a little about too about the sort of the... Dedicated or whatever you refined listings that you guys are sending to them. That's something I've noticed working with uh a Lamaki agent myself is like those getting the listings in your inbox that are what you're actually looking for are so much better than the daily Zillow updates of here's 10 homes that you might be interested for. And I look at them and I'm like, no. Like maybe I honestly God, maybe one or two out of 10 is remotely interested. They usually often aren't in the price point that I want, or they're just I get a lot of them where it's like this is 40 miles from where I want to be living. I don't even understand how it showed up there. So having an an agent work for you uh, who's really inputting that criteria makes
1: makes a lot of sense. Like I always say, you need to have as much, um, you know, ammo when you're going into this stuff. You know, when you're a buyer, especially in a market like this where it's so competitive, you're dealing with so many different uh, people that are putting in competing offers, you have to have, you know, You have to have the ammo going in you know so you have to be able to take every advantage that you can so if you have an advantage where you can see a property before anybody else sees it you know what i mean that's that's just a win for for buyers and anybody who's been out there that's been trying to buy in this market during the spring and summer i mean people are just giving up yeah they're just putting offer after offer and losing after losing after losing and, you know, with Lamakia, yeah, I mean, it, we don't have a magical formula, but we give you a better chance because when you can see houses before anybody else has a chance to see them yeah, and you get, only you get access to that list if you work with Lamakia, you can't get it working with anybody else. So yeah. that's a huge advantage. So, yeah.
0: And I mean, I think that's, that's such a good point too, but also on the flip side, from like a seller perspective, like I think my parents, I always use this as an example, like. The main reason they haven't listed their house is because of COVID. They're older. They don't really want to do an open house. They don't want people trucking through the house. Completely understandable. But with Lamakia, if you if it goes into this pre-listing, obviously you don't have to do an open house. But let's just say, for example, they use Lamakia and they go through this pre-listing thing. Then you just have one or two people plus an agent or maybe a family, whatever, walking through the house. There's a lot less touch points, if you will um and so that's can make buyer or sellers rather more comfortable in terms of like hey i don't need to have 40 people trekking through my house i don't need to have these people coming in taking professional photos and like doing all this stuff the the amount of of like i just said touch points is so much lower which i do think adds an extra level of comfort for some sellers especially like i feel like older sellers or people who maybe are a little more COVID conscious and there's they're waiting to sell because they don't want you know random strangers sort of trekking through their home uh, yeah, during the time like this which yeah. makes perfect sense uh, and so then the last real estate agent question, and I, everyone I talk to, it's you probably get this question all the time, but uh do you see, and, and maybe you do, maybe you don't, but so re- the Boston area, if you go like 95, so 128 and in, is probably been hot in my opinion, at least as long as I've been looking at property. So say three or four years, it's just crazy hot right now. And then as you go west, it, it tends to get a little less hot and a little cheaper. But I've noticed, less, especially since COVID, so two years or so, the Framinghams or the sort of Metro West is, is beginning to be feel a little more like Boston in terms of the, the properties selling price and just sort of who's moving out there. I feel like the urban migration is sort of moving west. Is that something you think ever gets to sort of the, the Worcester area? Because I feel like Worcester has always been very affordable compared to Boston. Do you think there is a time where Worcester sort of gets the full Boston effect in terms of real estate, that area? Um,
1: Worcester maybe not as much because it's an urban area, but I do see it in the in the in suburban and rural areas. Yeah, um, you know when you <coughs> excuse me when you go out to like um, you know the Lemonster area, Fishburg yep. area, even Gardner. I mean, as you push west, those those are towns that used to be dirt cheap. You know, yeah. used to be able to get whatever you wanted, and now well, you mentioned COVID, so people are working remotely from home now. So people who work in the city. Uh, you know, and I have pe- several people. I just sold a house in Gardner at the beginning of the summer to a lady who worked in Boston. Yeah. And she was like, you know, I'm, I'm paying, I'm renting in Boston. She was renting for like $2,600 a month. Yeah. And so she buys a beautiful home in yeah, she's
0: rich and famous in and, Gardner. Yeah. 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 Gardner, you know, she's,
1: she cuts that in half and she owns a nice home, you know. Yeah. So people are starting to migrate out west because, you know, they're working remotely now. And so, you know, why live in the city and pay those prices when you can get land and you can get peace and quiet Inequity, and equity and yeah. still, you know, but so that that's starting to reflect now. So you're starting to see the houses out west are starting to go up. I can't believe what houses, even now we're, we're pushing out to Athol and Orange. No way. Athol all the way out there. Built up. Athol's no got kidding? a brand new shopping plaza with a Hobby Lobby, 110 Grill, brand new theater, market basket. like wow. All this stuff is being built up. And people, because people are going there. Yeah, moving there, yeah. They have their own hospital. They, you know, the school systems are good. And people are starting to say, wow, I can move out to Athol and get a, for $250,000, I can get a three-bedroom, you know. Two yeah, you can now get a full-blown home. Because people are catching on, you know. Yeah. And, you know, and so it's, it, it's trickled down. I mean, people start noticing that and you know eventually it will it will it will come full circle and the people you know the the landlords in boston are going to realize that people are hijacking out of boston
0: and no, the will come and their down rents, yeah you
1: know and people are going to go back to the city but for now yeah it is it's happening i don't see it as much in worcester but i do see it in the in the suburbs yeah
0: the suburban areas, areas. Yeah. and i think that's the other thing especially like where you work right Lemonster, fitchburg gardner whatever town you want to use there i think people forget how accessible it is to the city with the the train line, I think that's – what is that? The MBTA is, that yep. goes out right into Fitchburg, I believe. Uh, yeah, well, and then straight. Route 2, you can shoot down really easily into the city. It It's something that, to me, I was always surprised when I was – again, when I was looking at my home search is like, okay, just because you are miles-wise a decent way from the city, you do have a mul- multitude of options for getting in, whether it be train, you know, 495, Route 2, whatever you want to use. But it, it is
1: a more accessible – area than i think one one may think oh yeah i mean give you an example i live in winchendon i moved out of i lived in lemmister for 20 years I, I was born and raised in boston moved out out this way with my dad uh he was he was stationed at fort devens worked for the government so um i went from city to country but i uh, <laughs> lived in lemmister for 20 years and um just recently to 2018 i moved to winchendon yep it takes me an hour and 10 minutes to get to boston
0: yeah not hour that 10 p- minutes.
1: issue right down 140 to route 2 and I'm yeah. in Boston in an hour. Yeah.
0: I mean, and you, I just think about so I lived in Westboro for my basically my whole life. And just from Westboro to Boston, even Sans traffic is like forty five. So it's really not all that different. But the price comparison in terms of what you can get I don't know anything about Wincheton, but the, I'm Westboro, I know from looking like Westboro compared to Lemonster, I mean it's you're getting you know houses on the dollar basically for for what you can get even in the holdens and Rutlands of the world uh which i guess might be a little farther out but it, it's definitely interesting and i think something denise talked about which i think is so true is like people are beginning to realize that you can still get a lot of really nice perks out in that area uh where like you talked about with like the shopping centers being built and there's a lot more to do out there, there than i think a lot of people maybe realize yeah especially i have a
1: mcdonald's i have uh, we have a uh, um Dunkin' Donuts. We've yeah, you got, got everything. You know, we got everything. Yeah. We've got supermarkets. We've got, you know, but we also have, you know, I have Lake Denison. We have hiking. We have fishing. Yeah. We have Miller's River. We have, like, nature. Yeah. You know, so you you can get out into, but then you're literally five minutes from, you know, restaurants and, you know, and you're only, you know, you're you're literally a half an hour to Worcester, yeah. which is the second largest city in New England, and then you're an hour and 10 minutes to Boston. Yeah. And you probably don't have, uh, have downtown
0: traffic either. You don't,
1: you don't have traffic. You have a lot less stress out <laughs> yeah. there, trust me.
0: That's, that's half the positive. So that, that about wraps up everything I've got here for questions. But one thing I do want to end on here is uh, if you can tell people just a little bit where, where they can find you, get in contact with you. Uh, if they do want to ask any questions about
1: things we've talked about here today or just any questions in general about
0: buying or selling. How can people get in contact with you?
1: Um, well, Anybody could contact me through the the Lemister-Lamaki uh, office. Uh, but I, I am on Facebook, uh, Eddie Ahern um a realtor on Facebook also uh Eddie E D D I E a lot of people spell with the Y but it's E D D I E A the letter A at lamakia Realty.com is awesome. my email. Um, but yeah all they have to do is call the uh, the, the any any office and and they can get in touch with me. But I'm always happy to to help people um, looking to buy or sell or have questions. You know I always say to people there's three no's with me when you call me there's no cost. It doesn't does not cost anything to talk to a realtor. I'm not going to force you to put your house on the market. There's yeah. no obligation and there's no pressure. I'm all about no pressure. I love spreading information and, and helping people make a decision. I give you the information. If it works for you, then we work together and put a plan together. If it doesn't, we walk away as friends.
0: Yeah, exactly. And that's I think that's so important too, right, is that people know that they can call you and they can just, especially if you're selling, right, You you can tell them, hey, like, Here's what I think, but don't you're not like, hey, let's let's sign a contract and make sure we're doing this thing before I give you any any information. No, I will give
1: you advice that's best for you. I'm yeah. not looking. I, I always say I'm not looking. I mean, of course, I want to sell your home or help you buy, but yeah. I'm looking for your referral. Is really what I'm looking yeah. for. I want to do such a good job for you that you're screaming my name out on yeah. the rooftops anytime someone's looking for a yeah. realtor. So if if it's not right for you to sell right now, I will tell you it's not right. Yeah. If it's if you're looking to buy a house and I don't think the house is right for you, I'll tell you. Yeah. You know, because I want you to be happy. That's, that's yeah. the goal. Better to be a good person
0: than to be a good salesman. That's, Absolutely. That's sort of my opinion there. Awesome. One. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Eddie Ahern from Lamakia Realty. And like you just said, you can find him on Facebook, Eddie Ahern Realtor or Eddie A at dot Realty.com. Yeah. Okay. Eddie A hey. Eddie, uh, Eddie at Lamakia Realty.com. Right, so yeah, right. look at that. Awesome. Thank you so much. And uh, we look forward to chatting with you again soon. Thank you. That wraps up this week's This Week I Learn, presented by Ross Mortgage on the Money Matters Radio Network. We'll be back again next week with an interview with Mark Donalick, CEO of Pivot International Companies. Check us out next week for that great interview with Mark. He was a really fun guy to talk to. Looking forward to bringing that to you all. Again, this has been This Week I Learn, presented by Ross Mortgage. We'll see you next week.